Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. So I want to talk about our cycle of faith. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, you won't see the little chart I have, but I don't think you'll have any trouble understanding. I'm talking about a cycle, a process. Um, Basically, I have four parts to this cycle or process, and we start out at the Word. The Word is the first part, and the Word leads us to, it builds our faith, so it leads us to faith. That's the second part. And then the third part, faith creates, or when we believe in something, we act upon it, so it leads to actions. So it's the Word, faith, and actions. Our actions that we do for the Lord, for God, they create joy, real joy. So we're talking word leads to faith, leads to actions, leads to joy, and joy leads us back to God and the word. So it leads us back to the word. So those four pieces in a cycle. Now, I do have a small start on my chart that points to the word. Because that's where we all begin. I just wanted to make sure I explained to this chart in case you couldn't see it. I think you can easily visualize it now. I don't think that's any problem. But we all start with the Word. So let's start there at the beginning. Now, if we look at Romans chapter 10, verse 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We all begin by hearing the gospel message of the Lord. This hearing can be by reading the Bible, studying, listening to the Bible, or listening and watching sermons or lessons. However, we come into contact with God's instructions and teachings. No matter how we do that, we all start with hearing the word, learning about God, increasing our knowledge of him. That is the beginning of this process, which should then continue throughout our lives. It is important to note that hearing the Word of God is more more active than just being present as Scripture is read. In other words, it's more than just having the sound bounce off your eardrums. You have to be actively listening. Now, what is meant by hearing in this case is you're you're weighing out and considering what is being said. You're actively listening and parsing through the message that you're being given, and you're, like I said, you're considering it, examining it, weighing it out, and considering it. If we look at Romans chapter 4, verses 20 and 21, now this is talking about Abraham, okay? This is talking about Abraham. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform. Now, who is he fully convinced about? God. He believes that he can deliver what he has promised. Now, notice that Abraham, though, was fully convinced. Now, some translations even say persuaded. Now, being persuaded or convinced 
that only comes about by actively listening and weighing out something that has been presented. In other words, he listened to the word of God or to God telling him what he would do, and he considered it and he examined it, and he made his decision. Now, this is why we, we call courtroom hearings, we call them courtroom hearings, because things should be listened closely to. Then after listening and understanding, we can come to a decision. In the case of the word, it is a decision to believe and follow. You know, in the case of a court decision, it can be whatever judgment is rendered. But in the case of the word, it is a decision to believe and follow. That belief, that trust is our faith, the same as it was with Abraham. So when we hear the word, we then believe that that builds our faith. Now, as we mentioned, hearing the word leads to faith. Learning of God and understanding his teachings produces trust in the Lord. So what exactly is faith? Now, we're going to do a very, there's a, that's a whole message all unto itself. We're going to do a very short just a short uh, definition or two here of faith. A very basic definition for faith is this. Trust or confidence in someone or something. Now that's just a generic faith. You have trust or confidence in someone or something. You know, it's like, I trust that the sun will shine tomorrow. I have some faith in the sun. Now, ultimately, our faith is in God, of course, but I'm just saying as an example, or I trust when I push the uh, gas pedal on my car that it's going to go forward, that I have gas in the tank, you know. So we know that our trust is in God, not in something, but in someone in the Lord. So now, how does the Bible describe faith? Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it's a very familiar verse, I know. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, the word substance here means the same as assurance or promise. In other words, we believe God's promise that he will deliver what we do not see or cannot see, much as it was with Abraham. What we were just talking about, Abraham believed that God would deliver. That's what we do. Our faith is we believe, you know, we believe that God is going to deliver what he has promised. We're believing in his promise to us. In Abraham's case, he believed God would bring him a son. Now, Quick note on that, if you look, Abraham had to be convinced, and if you go back and read the account, or if you remember from Genesis chapter 17, verse 17, Abraham fell down and laughed at the idea that he would have a son at his age. So he had to be convinced, and also notice, realize, if you think about this, this makes you realize, Abraham had to grow his faith the same as we do. Now, he did grow it over his lifetime, of course, but he started out like us. He had little to no faith, and he had to grow it over time, and he was not perfect. So what does faith 
produce. As our faith grows and we are stronger in our belief, we will take action based on the knowledge we've gained, based on what we believe. One of our early actions is to be is to repent and then to be baptized. But after that, that's just in the beginning. That's just like that first cycle through. But after that, there's still many more actions or works we need to do. If we look at James chapter 2, verses 21 and 22, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? Now this is another Abraham example because it, it just was very, um, it, it, it shows this so well. When you believe, when you believe something, you will take action based on it. And Abraham believed and trusted God so much that he offered Isaac his son. Our faith is made perfect or complete is another way of saying that, another translation. Our faith is made complete by our actions. Why? Because our actions, they are generated by our faith, and our actions display what we truly believe. If you don't truly believe something, you will not act upon it. If you truly believe something, you will act upon it. If I truly believe that fire will burn me, I'm not going to put my hand in it. I'm not going to hurt myself. But if I don't believe that, I might do something foolish and hurt myself. That's probably maybe too simple of an example, but that's still just an idea that, that you know, it. our actions, all, almost all of our actions are based on some kind of belief system. I believe that I will get paid, so I work. You know what I mean? I, it's It's kind of a funny, goofy example, but there it is. So, These actions that our faith produces, they are our good works for the Lord. Now, these good works include a lot of godly activities. Repentance. Remember, we're not going to be perfect. Removal of sin from our lives. Again, just can't stress this enough. This is a lifelong process. We all go through this. We all have our flaws and our issues. Giving to others, helping others, teaching and sharing the gospel with others, forgiving others, uh, praying to, worshiping and praising God. All of these actions are works of our faith, as well as reading the Bible, studying God's word. And this is not an all-inclusive list. This is just a quick little list of examples. Now, our actions, our actions lead to joy. And here I'm speaking of real joy and contentment in a life of following God, a life of the joy and pleasure of, there we go, the joy and pleasure of helping others. Not momentary happiness, though we will experience that for sure, we do. But real peace and confidence that comes from knowing God and knowing we are walking with Him and that satisfaction of helping others and furthering God's love in the world, there's just nothing really that quite compares. If you look at Psalm chapter 40, verse 8, 
I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. We will find true joy and pleasure in doing God's will. This is a self-fulfilling thing as we go through this cycle, as we repeat this cycle and do this. We will, this, this is how we will become. Now you see how David describes it here, Psalm 43, verse 4. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and on the harp I will praise you, O God, my God. Notice he says, to God my exceeding joy. Exceeding, excessive joy. Doing God's work brings great fulfillment and lasting joy. So where does our joy take us? Okay, It takes us back to God, back to the Word. That peace and contentment we have in the Lord will draw us closer to Him. It will keep bringing us back to Him. We'll come back to Him in gratitude and desiring to learn more. So each piece of this cycle is like a muscle that as we work it, it will grow stronger and better. As we put more time into God's Word and learn more of His wisdom, our faith will continue to grow and we will act more and more in faith because we're growing that faith and we're learning more. Then our joy will grow from our actions because we're going to take those actions based on our faith. Then our joy will grow. And the pieces of this cycle will just continue to develop. This is the same principle we see in life and mentioned in the scriptures in several places. If you look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. God will not be fooled by empty words or vain promises. The Lord knows our actions prove our faith. We act out our faith all the time. We reap what we sow, which means whatever we put our time and effort into, we will get the benefit of, or if it's something bad, we will get the detrimental effect of. For instance, a good athlete puts time and effort into their skills and into their physical fitness. So do artisans, painters, crafters, photographers. All of these, they develop their skill and they get better at what they do. It takes time and effort. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Now this verse was pointed toward giving. However, this principle applies in everything we do, just as Galatians um, 6 and 7 that we read earlier, that applies to everything we do. If we put less time into practicing a skill, the worse we will be at it. If we put more time and effort into it, the better we will be at it. Now, it's easy to see this in the physical world, because in the physical world, you can see somebody produce better paintings, say, or they produce bigger, better muscles. 
you know, a number of different ways that it's easy to see in the physical world. Now, in the spiritual world, it's a little harder. You have to look for the fruits of the Spirit. Because this cycle of faith, that's what you're going to generate out of that, the fruit of the Spirit. But it is still God's principle. Whether you can see it easily or not, it works for both good and bad. If we look at Job chapter 4, verse 8, Even as I have seen those who plow iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. So if we spend our time in negative, bad things, then we're going to reap the same, and we're, we're not going to have the fruit of the Spirit either. But this is easily seen in the physical people who are who have like bad drug addictions as they take these drugs over the years. You see how it affects them and it hurts their body and it, you just see them getting less and less healthy. Um, again, it's harder to see in the spiritual world, but it still applies. And you can tell if someone does not have the fruit of the spirit. So, you know, I think I think a lot of times we can tell. It's just a little more difficult. It takes a little more time. But based on that fact, on God's law, and that's what this is. This is a universal law that God established. It's how things work for us in our lives. We reap what we sow, what we put our time and effort into. Now, if we look at the uh, slide here, and I, I do have a slide here, and you'll notice some differences here. As we work this cycle, as we study God's word more, as we gain more knowledge of God and his wisdom, as our faith grows and we act on our knowledge and belief in God, every piece of this cycle becomes stronger and better, and it becomes a more cohesive whole, like a machine of its own. Um, think of it as like gears within a machine or cogs within a machine. And they really start to work together and they promote and build and support each other. Each piece of this, the word, faith, actions, and joy, they all work together and they all really build and they help us to get to and create this, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, really. Basically, that's where we're going to be more like the Lord. Because we, we want to remember um, this is just a simple way to try to teach ourselves and show ourselves how this works together. Some people, they may know and do this automatically, just led by God. They just do this. They don't really think about it. For some of us, we need to look at this and explain it and define it in such a way that we can understand it so that we will make sure that we practice it. So that's the idea here. Um, I'm hoping that this would be something good and simple that would be easy to understand and that would be helpful. You know, how to follow the Lord in his example. He absolutely, you know, Jesus did all of this and more. So if we can practice just this simple cycle of faith, and, and when you first start out, it's going to be very simple, very easy. You just, you know, you, you study the Bible, learn more and you believe more and you you take actions based on those beliefs so this can and will help us grow closer to the lord as long as we are willing to continue and as long as we are willing to take the time and make the effort 
So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you, keep you safe, and remember, God loves you.